Welcome into the 126 Podcast. We have a very special episode today with our September Coach of the Month, as well as another Box of Chocolates segments. This is the fifth episode. Welcome in. Wow. Coach Weaver, Coach O. I like that. I wanted to put on some bell bottoms. Yeah. Dance. Yeah, I I feel uh, a little funky this morning, (laughs) thanks Mm -hmm. to Addison. I figured, you know, it is the fifth episode, so we could go with with a fifth of Beethoven. There you go. Well, Beethoven and Walter Murphy. That was good, Addison. Yeah. I guess we'll fade it out. I just wanted to keep listening to it, honestly. Uh, It is really good. You can do that on your own time. Okay, I will. will. Welcome to listen to that all you want at home, but... Yes. That's enough for me. Let's get into it. So we're going to jump right into. I wish that I could have sound bites to finish my sentences in everyday life. <laughs> if I could just walk around and just, that would be awesome. Uh, coach O's already got her countdown mm-hmm. clock up. <laughs> I didn't. I'm didn't here have, to help you, Coach. I appreciate that. Uh, okay. So we had um, a couple of really great First week home football games, we talked about that. Had a great great volleyball tournament over at Forney High. Uh, struggled a little in week two, and, you know, I was thinking about that coming in. And um, we've got Thursday-Friday games this week. Um, we're getting close to district. You know, people are still dealing with COVID circumstances, and just life can be tough. You know, sometimes I was talking to a couple of other athletic directors on the phone this morning before work about, you know, what they're going through to prepare for for our planning for 85A. And this thing dawned on me, maybe because it's podcast day, but I thought I had this great uh, inspirational quote that I had come up with on my own, that that we should always take our job seriously, our work seriously, our practice, if you're a kid, preparing for football seriously, because those things are important. Winning is important, right? Um, Being your best is important. But we should never take ourselves too seriously. I think we do a pretty good job of that on this podcast. I mean, I think we, you know, we talk about important things. We talk to important people that that have big jobs. We've got a couple of those folks as guests today. Um, But you should never take yourself too seriously. I think that's one of the keys to being a successful person, a successful athlete, having the right mental uh, approach. so I thought I had this really inspirational idea, and I, I thought, I'm going to Google that. And mm-hmm. there's lots of other people who can that quote can be attributed to, from Clint Eastwood to Dwight Eisenhower. Uh, you know, take your job seriously, but don't take yourself too seriously. But um, I think that this podcast is kind of an yes. embodiment of that. Yes. Um, you know, when times get tough, it's this is a difficult world we live in these days. And... Um, one of our guests today is uh, chief of human services. I mean, think when, when humans are involved, it, things tend to get complex and difficult, you know, people's feelings and so forth. But um, that's why it's sometimes just good to step back and keep it light. Mm-hmm. And so there's your weave. There's your intro to today's 126. I like it. I it's like it. It's very good, Coach. It's very good. And without further ado, we are going to introduce our guests and jump into everybody's favorite segment, which is the Ozone. So today I actually have the pleasure of introducing our guests before we go into the subject spotlight. 
So for everyone listening, we have our boss here, Chief of Human Services, Rick Gear, who is also a former coach. And then we also have our very first Coach of the Month for 21-22, Coach Jim Schmidt from Forney High School. And I actually have a special soundbite just for Coach Schmidt. Schmidt! That is from an old Verizon commercial that I believe came out when I was in middle school, and we did like to scream that down the hallways a little bit. I'll bet you did. Yeah. Middle school kids. Yep. I think I heard some people yelling Smitty. Yeah. Uh, to him the other day. So you're saying, it, does it carry on? The, the yeah. tradition carries on? Yes. Good stuff. Okay, so let's get right on into this subject spotlight. Uh, today, we're talking rides. And I know that you're thinking... Uh, I'm maybe thinking, I'm thinking roller, roller coaster, yeah, theme park, yeah. some a hot car, hot truck. Wrong. We're talking Uber or taxi. Oh, which one oh do goodness. you like? Okay, Uber or taxi. Let's Boy. start with our guests over here. Well, it's such an honor to be here. I just uh, I do want to say I was a little bit upset the fact that my son Josh got to come on before uh, I did, yeah. <laughs> but uh, we'll, we'll, we will forgive you guys for that. Thank so. you. But uh, Uber or taxi, that is, I would have to say Uber. I don't know if I've seen a taxi mm-hmm. in a long time. Yeah, good point. I guess it depends on if you're in a super metro area or kind of out here. Yeah. Huh. Okay, well, uh, I've never ridden in a taxi, as you may have guessed. Um, and What? Coach, I've you're all, sheltered. I am pretty sheltered. And I've only ridden in you're an Uber. You're missing anything. One time. <laughs> We were in Chicago on a on a school trip. I was with Mario Luna, and he calls an Uber, and we had to take an Uber from somewhere to somewhere. Uh, didn't really like the experience, I'll be honest with you. Uh, the guy did not speak to us, but he did cut his eyes a lot in the rearview mirror. Did, didn't really like it a whole lot. Mm. Uh, it was a short trip, and I've never taken one again. So I'm going to have to go it's, with Uber, but only because that's my only experience. I so. will say taxi drivers are a little bit more sociable than Uber drivers. Mm. So they don't have taxi service in Canton? Uh, no, sir. <laughs> Tractor uh, service. Yeah, that, like there's a, the sheriff's posse. There's, um, yes, there's plenty of tractors going up and down the road. Um, you know, no taxis. Let's hear from our coach of the month. We got we to gotta slide our microphone over real quick. We're, we're working with one fewer microphone than we need today. Go for it. Uber or taxi? Which one? Uh, I've never actually taken an Uber. Well, I have, but I've never ordered it. I'm sorry. Uh, but I have had taxis before. And like Coach O said, they are pretty social. They want to talk to you. It's kind of like getting your hair cut. Uh, barber kind of talks to you and everything like that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So see how you're doing. So, yeah, taxi probably. There you go. I've, Madison? I guess I don't really know. Neither if possible. But yeah. Um, I guess an Uber, but then again, I don't know. I took an Uber one time. I, I forget where I was now. It was the most terrifying experience of my life. Some Uber drivers are great. They're really nice. I've been in ones where they'll offer you like a snack or a drink that they have. Um, but I was in one and it was real late at night and this woman was driving like, I mean, a race car driver all over the place. And she's like, people keep complaining about my driving. Can you believe that? And I was like, <laughs> pulling into the backseat. Like, I, I kind of can. So um, so it just kind of depends on the driver, I think. So you didn't give her five stars? No, no. Mm-hmm. If I could have given her half, I would have given her half a star. Well, I, def- I like Uber. Uh, it's yeah. cheaper than a taxi. Mm-hmm. And I can just click the button yeah. as soon as I step off the plane and 
especially when I'm in Lubbock, it's already out there waiting on me. That's nice. That's does, nice. Not, does anybody rent a car anymore? Why don't well, you rent a car? Well, I generally will rent a car. Shout out to Hertz Rental Car and my cousin who I'm works just there. Saying, that's why I'm, you know, it I'm shut not down. Like anti-taxi or well, Uber, but we usually rent a car. And a car. Hertz Rental Car shut down at Lubbock Airport. I was a little sick about it. That's why I had to Uber. Well, you really surprised me with this. Uh, I was exactly. anticipating another food topic. That's right. usually our, our course of action. So. Ubers I like to keep are, you all on your toes. This is something I've learned recently, um, and I'm sure my other classroom people will realize this. 16-year-olds drive a lot less than ever before right now, if you look mm-hmm. at the numbers, and a ton of them Uber, like, everywhere they go. Yes. And it's so weird to me because I got my driver's license, like, day I turned 16, I was waiting for it. I made sure to get my car before then so I could drive on the first day. And now, like, half my students that are, or more, that are of age to drive don't drive. Yeah. Well, would you rather be chauffeured or no. drive? No. I love driving. Freedom. Remember, he doesn't like yeah. people Freedom. making his t- fajitas for that's him either. True. That's he true. He wants to yeah. do it himself. No, I, I don't want to do fajitas myself. Oh, that's right. I had it backwards. <laughs> yeah, he doesn't want to have See, to. so he does want somebody to make his food and prepare it for him, but he doesn't want somebody to drive for him. Right, because I'm paying for my food to be prepared. Oh. Right, so I guess if I'm paying for it, sure, but I don't know. I like to have my own car. It's, the freedom. it's the freedom. It's the freedom thing. Freedom. I don't want to have to 16. get on my phone every time. Gotcha. Just want to get my own car, jam out to a fifth of Beethoven. Like we. Now started. I will say, my Uber driver asked me this weekend, and was there music that I preferred? Well, you know, in Lubbock, there's not much. Yeah. yeah. I just told him to put it on Red Dirt Rebel. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. And now with one of our, um, to, I guess finishing up one of our more unique Ozones, we're <laughs> yeah, going to jump into was. our newest segment. My mama always said, game day is like a box of chocolates. You never know what you're going to get. Well, we know what we're getting today. We do. And that's the, that's the square caramel piece, you know, that everybody really likes. The, the, the one that hinges all the other pieces around. The, the chief of human services, Rick Gear. Rick, you did say Josh was on here before you. He beat yeah. you to the podcast table. Um, we had a summer series we did with the, the pros. and um, Well, his mom was really glad he didn't embarrass the family. <laughs> so uh, it went well. He kept some of those stories to himself. Maybe we'll have to get him back. Maybe we yeah. can dig some of those out of him. Uh, but Come on anyway, back, Josh. Yeah, we, we appreciate you joining us here. And I know I want to talk to you about, because um, you work a lot behind the scenes, obviously, the chief of human services, like I, I hinted at before. Anything time you've got the word human in there, uh, there's a whole lot of facets. That's correct. A, a lot of dynamics to your job. And um, so... But let's start with, just so folks know, because they, they've probably seen you at a game, but not, everybody may not necessarily know all the things you do. Tell us a little bit of your background here in Forney ISD. You, you've been Forney family member a long time now, and, and um, what's gotten you to Chief of Human Services where you are today? Well, it's kind of an interesting story a little bit. I was uh, uh, the head baseball coach and uh, taught English at Mesquite High School for 16 years. And as Josh, actually, and my uh, have a daughter, my second Lindsay, and then Zach, my youngest son. As they started getting involved in activities and sports and stuff, I, I you know, told my wife, I said, it's really time for me to be a part of my kids' life. Not, you know, I didn't want them playing uh, a sporting event while I was coaching someone else's event. So, uh, so at that time, I made a decision, made a transition into administration, I actually worked in Crandall for a while before I came to Forney. 
but it was an interesting kind of journey. I started as an assistant principal here, and uh, at one point I was a director of transportation. Uh, then yep. uh, actually a director of transportation slash North Forney head baseball coach yep. for one year. And then I had the opportunity to move into my current role. And so this actually is starting my eighth year as the chief of human services. So I love it. I mean, because as you mentioned, it is about dealing with people uh, from uh, actually HR, human resources under my kind of umbrella, safety and security, uh, health services, student services, athletics, which uh, I've got two great athletic directors right here that do an awesome job. And so, Thanks, uh, boss. Yeah. Uh, can we get a round of applause on that? Yeah. Come on, Addison, let's go. Huh? No, we can, I can help you out here. <laughs> so, but uh, yeah, I love my job here and uh, just, you know, forning and actually seeing when we first moved here in 2000, uh, you know, we had four schools. And so now we just opened our 17th and, uh, you know, the growth and, and it just continuing. And it's just a great place to live. And I think people recognize that our school system is awesome. Yeah. And so uh, we just got great people here. And so I'm very blessed to have the position I do with the district. Well, we, we feel blessed, too, to have you as a boss. And I know um, we, we really that we talk about that almost every week, the great people in Forney ISD. Um, it's fun to bring them to this table and introduce them to people that listen to, to bring great coaches in here, to bring our student athletes in here that, you know, uh, to see the student athletes that have gone on from our program to do great things. We try to, to bring them back in and include them, too. But um it is so important to know the people that are, are putting so much work in behind the scenes, your position included, um, to make sure everything runs smoothly and, and um, to continue to bring great people to Forney ISD. You mentioned 17 campuses, whereas there were four when you came. You know, we had one 3A high school uh, right. here when I came in one middle school. We got three middle schools now, two uh, 5A high schools hanging on by a thread. You know, we know we're headed to 6A. Um, something like 14,000 and change kids in the school right. district. Mm -hmm. um, it's a super busy place. It, it just is. But well, we an exciting point for athletics, especially, is that the improvement of our facilities. Yes. You know, and uh, obviously, we went through uh, some period of time when we were kind of saw a little bit of growth and it kind of flattened out. And so, obviously, now that we're uh, getting the rooftops in our community and obviously uh, with the businesses like Amazon and some of these others that are coming in that we have the opportunity now and uh, through the leadership of our, our school board uh, and, and kind of the vision of our superintendent uh, that we have the opportunity to upgrade our facilities and boy I'm telling you I saw a flyby of the baseball and softball yeah. complex over North Forney and Forney High School uh, it is amazing and yeah if it's not yeah, I put it in the top of the state. It's pretty awesome. We're it's, pretty proud of it. Yeah, we are. It's going to be great for the kids in the school district and the coaches and the parents and the, the folks that like to come. Yeah, Coach Farrah keeps sending me pictures I'm daily. Sure. He's like, Coach, I've seen it. I've seen it. <laughs> yeah. He is so excited. It's good stuff for sure. It's kind of neat. You know, you um, obviously you had your older son was a was an athlete here and went on to play professionally. But Zach, Zach was actually uh, my administrative intern for a year as a, he was still in college, and then he went out, you know, and came back. We hired him. He was he was your assistant, right? Right. That's correct. At North Forney, and then became head coach at North Forney. He's now head coach in a neighboring district. Um, yeah, I think you and I both used him in the kind of same capacity as a gopher, you know. <laughs> <laughs> Zach, go do this. Zach, go do that. No, Zach's uh, a great kid, and just. Uh, 
he is a, a better coach than I was. And it just and I think the thing is Zach learned very early on and his uh, personality of how he connects with kids, it, uh, it just, it's just short of amazing. And, and I think a lot of his success is because he does build those connections. Yeah. So he has a real gift, and so I'm real proud of him. Awesome. Well, so the Gear family has pretty deep connections mm-hmm. in the Forney family, obviously. Uh, well, well, let me tell you a quick yeah. story real quick. When we were looking for a house here, and so we really didn't know anybody, and so uh, somebody put me into connection with Elwood, who was oh, in yeah. real estate at the time. How about that? I didn't buy a house from him, but uh, he was probably one of the first people that I met. Uh, Addison's father yeah. was one of the first people that I met uh, in Forney at the time. It was kind of an interesting story. How about that? He that drove way. us around one afternoon. I didn't buy anything yeah. from him, but... Uh, That's all right. He, I think that was... He probably I think that may have been uh, kind of common for him. People not, <laughs> oh. He hated real estate. He's, he's, he's <laughs> That's why he couldn't sell a house. Yeah. <laughs> So I mean, it's it's that's interesting, but yeah, the fact that you're like I didn't buy a house for him, I'm like, well, right. <laughs> well he, he a lot of people right. did. He right? found he found yeah. his other thing. Yeah, he's right. in the school. He works here in the school. Yes. So, yeah, and he's been so. a guest on the podcast he has been before, a guest on not for his real estate days, for his track days. <laughs> uh-huh. Right. But that is yes. We, there are a lot of connections here. Obviously, the the Gear family is one of those families that if you're around Forney long enough, you're just going to get to know some of them. Um, on let's talk game days real quick. Um, game days are a busy time, kind of around the district. What stuff that you're working on during game days? Is that a is that a calm night for you? I guess getting ready for a Friday night football game, or is it? Well, it really is. I think uh, you know, uh, like I mentioned, you know, I think Neil and Coach O do such a great job in the preparation. I mean, it's. We have very strict processes and systems that I think function very well and create a not only entertaining night for our fans, but also a safe environment. And so at game night, I just uh, I get to enjoy uh, the athletes playing, the competition, uh, you know, uh, eating in the press box, you know, all those fun things. And so there's a lot of work that we do uh, that we've done on the back end, before, you know, prior to game night. Mm-hmm. But uh, on game night, it's just about fun about watching the kids perform in band, drill, cheer, and then our football team, obviously. What's, what was, how was that transition for you going from coaching to kind of just getting to sit back and enjoy the games rather than Oh, it's than a lot a, easier that way. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's a lot easier. So, yeah, it, you know, I really – I was telling somebody the other day is that when I was coaching that I never felt like I had a job. You know, coaching was uh, just a it's, a – it's a calling. There's no doubt about that. But uh, just the memories I have are some of my, my, my fondest. And just recently, uh, one of my ex-players being, is being inducted into the Hall of Fame in Mesquite. They have this kind of honor that they do. And so a guy called me and wanted to do an interview. And those are the things that really, you know, you reflect back on and the impact that you have, you know, on kids' lives. Mm-hmm. And so, uh, yeah. But uh, now there's not a lot of pressure sitting over there on the sidelines in a lawn chair watching the game. So yeah. it's a lot of fun. That's awesome. That's awesome. Well, Rick, you uh, you also have a little bit of crossover with our next guest, I believe, uh, Mr. Jimmy Schmidt. I'm sitting over here on my right. I sure do. And uh, I don't know if he better remember this, but uh, <laughs> when I was the assistant principal at Warren, and Jimmy was one of our coaches, and one afternoon, I think it was he and Callie Connor and somebody else. I- Dolphin? Yes. He does yes. remember. Oh, yeah. man, I do. Yeah, and so they come by my office and said, hey, we're heading to Crandall Creekview at the time and said, we're going to play golf. And I said, well, I don't have my stuff. They said, run home and get it. We'll meet you over there. 
So, of course, they beat me to the golf course. So I'm driving up, and I'm literally putting my shoes on, grabbing my bags. They're on the first tee box. And so I'm literally running up to the first tee box. They'd already hit the ball, so I said, because, you know, obviously we're trying to beat the dark, right, trying to get 18 in. And so literally, I mean, I don't even have shoes tied, and I tee off on the first tee, right? I broke 80 for the first time in my life. <laughs> Jimbo is a witness. And so, oh, quite awesome. All yeah. right. And so as we were, if you know uh, preview that Crandall Golf Course, the last hole 18 is it comes up to the clubhouse. Mm-hmm. It's kind of uphill. It was so dark, the only way we saw the green because the baseball fields set behind it and they had the lights on. <laughs> yeah. I was, it was like a Caddyshack all yeah. over again. <laughs> I got to get this in. I gotta, I'm literally putting in the dark. And Callie's over going, it's right here, Rick. It's right here. It's right here. So, it was awesome. Though. Now that's commitment. That's right. That is awesome. Got a round going. Good go. stuff. And that is a great way to transition over yeah. to our next guest, our coach of the month, Coach Schmidt. How's it going? Uh, it's going all right. Oh, yes, and I have another soundbite right. thanks to Coach Weaver to yeah. let me in on this little thing. We got some sooner. There we go. I thought that might strike a nerve over here. <laughs> yeah. Uh, you know, interestingly, here's another um, little 126 tidbit for you. Jimmy's son <laughs> actually beat him to the podcast as well. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Sure did. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Rick's because uh, we did the pros. Mm-hmm. Uh, your son because. Coach's kids. That's right. We had some coaches' some kids, kids on here during summer camp. You know, we had a kids episode, and um, your son was participating in football camp yes. over at Pointy High. Yes, he was. It was very good. He and was, he actually gave us our uh, water question trivia he did. that week. Yeah, oh, he was, yeah, he was quite a guest. Very eloquent young man. I believe, is he going to seventh grade? He's, He's in middle seventh, school there over at Warren, yes. Seventh grader this year. Wow. Uh, that's, that's good stuff. Well, we're going to jump in. How long have you been with Forney ISD? Uh, this is my 20th year here in Forney ISD. Uh, I've been eight at the high school and 12 at the middle school, Forney Middle School in Warren. Yes, back in the Forney Middle School days. Yes, That's correct. Forney Middle School. Which is, which is always interesting. Um, and you're, you're coaching football right now. What position group are you, are you with? Uh, I'm Mosa? coaching defensive line, uh, okay. defensive tackles. There we go. Mm-hmm. Um, I am. We're doing a new segment where we're going to kind of preview both of our home games this week, and we gotcha. are really focusing on defensive line people, so that's great. Excellent. Um, so your coach of the month, um, that is voted on by other coaches, correct? Yes. It is, yeah, it, the nomination the process is, is other coaches. You cannot be considered for coach of the month unless you are nominated by a peer, which I think makes that a unique mm-hmm. and, and a cool um, recognition. You know, right. we, we're not just going out and picking people out or it's like, oh, that, that guy or that gal's doing a great job. Um, you're, it's got to be the people around you. Um, so what does that mean to you that your your peers are doing that? Uh, very appreciated, very honored. Uh, sometimes I don't feel deserving by any stretch, but uh, just really appreciate it. And I work with a lot of good people. Uh, like we said earlier, Forney has a lot of very good people and work with a lot mm-hmm. of very good coaches. So I just really appreciate it. Well, you know, Coach Schmidt is downplaying that, but he had the most nominations of any coach since we have been doing wow. the wow. Coach of the Month. Ever. So, ever. Yeah. That is yeah. right. Give us a – can you give us a – you know, I'm going to put you on the I spot. I knew you were going to do been, that, and I did not. This, coach. I'm sorry. Oh. <laughs> give us a sample of – You can paraphrase it. Sorry. Yeah, what some of those nominations said. The, um, quite a few of them talked about just his faith and that he was a family man, mm-hmm. and the and, I, and it goes right into what I, I – 
Go ahead. I reached out to him this weekend. I was like, hey, I need some pictures. And every single picture he sent me was a family picture. Mm-hmm. Um, so just faith, family man, Forney, that he bled black and gold, um, that he was a well digger, which means he's digging for everybody, mm-hmm. yeah. not just for himself. Uh, and it uh, and there were females and male coaches um, that had really good things to say about him. And another thing, there, there were people from the other side of town. So you had north side and south side That's people that were um, singing his praises. And I did. I told you, and I told the kids that day, um, I don't know him personally, but just reading what they said, I would have wanted my child to play for him. Right. So. There you go. And that's – so – we learned a couple things. Obviously, just how well respect you are, and the fact you don't take selfies. No. Um, so you're not you're not taking and posting pictures of yourself. Yeah. No, he is not. That's all right. That's okay. I think I would be less likely to trust a coach with my kids if they were constantly posting pictures of the of themselves. Uh, there's some out there that do that. Yeah, I know. Just <laughs> you know, say, and uh, just me know, personally, just nothing wrong up. with that. Uh, but I will. Uh, uh, Confirm that. I'm, I've had an opportunity for 20 years to, to watch Coach Schmidt in action. I used to actually live across the street from him. Yes. Um, yes and see this, his kids when they were much smaller running around mm-hmm. the house. But um, Coach Schmidt, uh, when you say he's well digger, right, we talked about this this summer um, in our coaches' training. you got well poisoners. We all know who those people are, people that, you know, may not intentionally do it, but they're, they're stirring things up. Water's not great. You've got – well-wishers, that's the people that are going to let somebody else do it and wish you well, and they're always positive and upbeat, and you got well-diggers. And I think um, Coach Schmidt having the work ethic, yes, he's a family man, yes, yes, he's strong faith, yes, he epitomizes faith family for me, but he's a worker. I think anybody, and I think both sides of town, that's what people are seeing. The man's always there. He's always invested. He's always working his tail off, and he's doing it, you know, yeah, for his kid because he represents his family, but he's doing it for other people. He's doing it for others. That's really important. And I want you to know it's noticed. Mm-hmm. For sure. Absolutely. So um, we know that you, you know, you have a passion for coaches, coaching, things like that. Let's break that down a little bit. Kind of what's your passion within coaching, I guess, would be. What's kind of the most important thing to you, um, you know, that if you, were to able, if you were able to achieve this, then you would feel successful as a coach? Uh, definitely it's the growth of the students and the growth of the kids that are under you. Uh, seeing being in this uh, for so long and running into former players, things like that, and they've got their families with them, their jobs, their things like that, and to show or to see that you had an impact on that. And you run into them at the grocery store, at the gas station or whatever, and what they're doing. And uh, you don't know your successes Right now, you see them five years, 10 years, 15 years uh, down the road. And that's really the, the best thing. And that's something that's really special for coaches that, that stick around and stay in one place for a long mm-hmm. time, that you get to experience that a lot of people may not get to experience because they have to move for one reason or another. Um, and I did, I played football in middle school. It was a pretty forgettable football career that I had. But um, I was in your science class. I don't know if you remember this. And I actually learned a great lesson from Coach Schmidt. And that was um, one of honesty. It wasn't a science one. So you, we would do our homework and come back. And Coach Schmidt would do this thing where he'd say, you know, who didn't get it done, right? You got to raise your hand and say, who didn't get it done? You had to tell him why. And if you had a good reason, he would let you stick around for the review of the homework. And mm. if you didn't, he'd, you could go out, sit in the hallway, and then you had to turn it in on your own. 
And there was one time where he said, McElvin, why didn't you get it done? And I said, because I was an idiot and I didn't get it done. And he said, I like your honesty. You can stick around. <laughs> and ever since then, I was like, you know what? I think it's better to just, I don't, they don't buy our excuses anyway. And that's when I realized that teachers don't really, yeah. you yeah. can't really lie to them. You got to just be honest with them. So that's something I always yes. remember from middle school. Yeah, yeah. Um, that's good. Yeah, so, for sure, honesty. Yes. So this life week, lessons. Life lessons. Yes. You oh, never know when life gonna, lessons. Yes. Ten years down the road, they come back up. That's good. Yeah, that was, oh gosh, that was like 15 years ago. <laughs> um, so this week, we're finishing up, Forney's finishing up kind of a home-and-home home thing with Texas High. Yes. Um, so they're coming here. What are you all kind of focusing on for this Thursday night game? It's yes, uh, short week this week. Uh, really just focusing on ourselves. Uh eliminate uh, some of the mistakes that we've had in the last game or two and really just focusing on us uh, being better, uh, I don't know, uh, doing our jobs, taking care of our business, uh, getting better on us, not so much focusing on them. I mean, yes, we get the film and things, but really focusing on how can we make ourselves better and prepare ourselves for the future. I mean, this is our last non-district, and we start district yeah, with right. fourth coming up. Right, right. So, Yes. That's going to be a special game to kick off district with the Unity Bowl. Yeah, and that's that so is crazy. On. We've hit that. That's been our last game of, this, of the regular season a couple of years. Yes. That's been our first game no, of the regular the season. Game. People think we picked that. We don't. It's a draw, right? The coaches draw a number, literally, out of the hat, and that determines your um, district's round-robin schedule, mm -hmm. who you play in what order. Um, so... Yeah, for good, good or bad, whether you like that, be, like the 40 North 40 game being the first one or the last That's one, it's a very different dynamic. But mm -hmm. um, his point, we start district next, next week, week, not this week, but next week. So right. it's it's already on us. It, it happens fast. You only get three preseason games. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And talk to us about your specifically your group of, of D linemen. Mm -hmm. um, are there any players that, that are kind of new to you this year that have really impressed you? Is there anybody that you'd like to kind of highlight? Uh, yes. Uh, we have a sophomore, Luke Rodriguez, that's really showing some things. Uh, good young man, uh, working hard. Uh, we also have a, a defensive end, uh, new to 40 this year, Tristan Bennett. Uh, and he's a sophomore as well, and he's really showing some things at defensive end. Uh, we've got some guys that uh, played last year, of course, uh, Negri and also Jack Mayhall that are really doing some good things as well. We've got a lot of good young players that are playing and a lot of older guys that are kind of mentoring and things like that, and they've really come together as a good group. Our D-line is a, a strength uh, of our defense. He talks about older kids and younger kids. I think I mean, this is one of those things that everybody doesn't know either, but I, I think there's like 250 kids playing football at Forney yes. High School, yes, maybe, maybe over is. 250. Yeah, we're right in there somewhere, yeah, 230. 240. I mean, we're real close. Yeah. And if, we keep adding like all the time. They're, like kids moving in. and. I mean, you hear so. about these schools and, you know, that their football numbers are down. Or, no, not no. in Forney, Texas. Mm -hmm. I mean, no. there, there are a lot of kids playing and, yes. and it's an exciting atmosphere. And that is, I'm sure that makes y'all's job all the more interesting and and um, difficult even whenever you're setting lineups and deciding who's on JV, who's on varsity and stuff like that. Because we talked about that, how that was, yeah. we talked about that last week, last how that's week, kind Kate of the, the, the worst Bell part of it. Yeah. yeah, she said um, at the end of the day, coach has to make a lineup. And mm -hmm. sometimes that's the hardest part of coaching. Yeah. Mm -hmm. um, so, so you've been here through now a couple of, of head coach transitions. Um, how has the, the transition with Coach Fleener gone so far? Awesome, awesome, uh, really an awesome coach. Uh, I brought in some really good guys that he'd either coached with or new to the district, and uh, it's really been a very nice, or I guess, a good transition. Everything's mm -hmm. worked out really well. Kids are really buying in. Everything's really good. 
That's awesome. I know that can sometimes be a tricky time trying to figure everything out. So that's really interesting. Before we jump into our game previews, did you have anything else for, for Coach Schmidt that you'd like to talk to our Coach of the Month about? You still coach, You're still teaching science? Yes, biology. 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 Yeah. Mm-hmm. I'm still teaching those honesty lessons. Uh, we do have life lessons sometimes, <laughs> yeah. yes, where it's just kind of because uh, you do your uh, good things, you know, uh, uh, with our uh, – uh, Excel our, model. Our Excel capturing model. kids' hearts right. stuff. Yes, yeah. capturing kids' hearts. You yeah. do your good things, and then sometimes you have to kind of pause and, like, this is a life lesson, guys. Like, yeah. this is something we need to talk about and just kind of mm-hmm. go over things. But I think a couple few minutes, and I think you can kind of just – you kind of sneak those things in, and after a while, they kind of they start hearing it and start taking it to heart. You want your kid to play for Coach Smith? I think I want my kid mm-hmm. in, his, in his biology yeah. class. I mean, it's well, we definitely do biology and everything, but sometimes you gotta. That's it's something that the kids really enjoy too. I've noticed in my class. My class is not like a tested subject or anything, so my my curriculum is a lot more flexible. Um, but we've decided that on Fridays we just kind of do like a soft skill thing and we just learned something about life. We've done like active listening and we did a budget exercise where they got to pick a city they're gonna live in and build out a budget for it and they were shocked at that one. They were like, oh my gosh, my parents pay for all this for me? Like, and, and so they really do enjoy that stuff and I'm sure the kids notice it because they, I asked them if they wanted to and they were like, yes, like we need to learn how to do this, this, and this because it's just a lot of the things that can kind of fall through the cracks, um, like taxes and stuff mm-hmm. like that. But really interesting i mean probably if i'd had a, a better science teacher no no knock to huntsville high school education yeah. but I, I may have would have fallen in love with it yeah but i had a great english teacher so i fell in love with english yeah that's yep. usually the way it works mm-hmm. it works well we got a lot of kids in love with football and in forney texas yes and we do i think we got some great coaches the reason for that and i once again i know you're about to head on over to uh talking about our games coming up this week but um it's gratifying to to me, no, you know, you got we got our boss and, and we got one of the coaches on our staff uh, being recognized, being talked to. We're talking to you this week, um, but the truth is, you, you, I feel like you guys are like two of the hardest working people in Forney Ice. I mean, you know, I know we got a lot of great hardworking teachers and coaches and administrators, um, but y'all are y'all are grinders for sure. You're well diggers, both of you. So thanks for being on here today and for the work you do in our district for our kids. I know it's always for kids. Um, but, uh, you know, Jimmy, in your case, congratulations for being Coach of the Month for the first one for this year. So uh, we just appreciate what you do. Absolutely. And on that, we're going to jump into our, our game previews, quick little segment that I have. We don't have Reed anymore, so I have to kind of do this. Hey, uh, you've heard from Reed lately? I have not. And I was Neither at Olive Garden what, what yesterday. Just, I didn't see him. He just, like, dropped us cold and moved away, mm-hmm. and we can't even get an update? We can't. I'll, I'll, I'll work on that. So... Our game previews this week, we actually have two of them because we have two home football games. We have a pair of All-American defensive linemen that are going to be on display at Citibank Stadium this week. Um, The Tigers from Texarkana will be at Citibank Stadium this Thursday to take on the Jackrabbits. After traveling to Texarkana last year, this is the second year of a home-and-home matchup. Texas High comes in at 2-0 while the Jackrabbits are 1-1. The student spotlight is a pair of defensive linemen. Forney's Tank Bennett, that sophomore that Coach was talking about, Defensive end that has put together two impressive games to start the year. And on the visitor side, we have Texas High's number three, Derek Brown. He's a six foot three All-American, the 17th ranked edge rusher in the country, and is already committed to the University of Texas. On the other side of town, also finishing up a home and home, North Forney will be hosting Brewer High School this Friday at Citibank Stadium. Both teams are one and one and looking to bounce back from their first loss. The student spotlight is on North Forney's Kenny Cox. The senior defensive tackle is also the captain of the defensive line. 
For the visitors, the spotlight is on the big bear of the Brewer Bears, number zero Bear Alexander. The six foot three, 325 pound senior is the sixth ranked D lineman in the nation and has narrowed his college choices to Texas A&M and the University of Georgia. So I'm glad that we're talking to a D line coach. We got a lot of good defensive line players on display this week. It's going to be fun to watch. Um, we are looking forward to that. I'm excited that both games are at home so I get to see them both. Uh, I'm having a hard time detaching my brain from the lounge. Me as well, Coach. I almost just I lean back in my chair. Yeah. And go, but are you telling me we're playing against the number 17 and the number 6 mm-hmm. defensive tackles in the nation? One's a D-end, one's an edge rusher, the other one's a D-tackle. Oh, yes. my goodness. Who scheduled these games? <laughs> <laughs> yes, these are the non-district games. We can blame you, blame you for these. <laughs> But it's an interesting – I like that we're doing these kind of home-and-homes with some teams that are – you know, got some good players and can really push us into the district um, play yeah. and, and push our players. And hey, Jimmy said this. It's about, we're trying to get ready for district. We're exactly. focused yeah. on us. Exactly. You know, you want to play against people that are right. really, really good uh, so you can get out there and prove yourself and be ready for district. Mm-hmm. And this um, – one quick note. Bear Alexander is a player that we've seen before. He was at Terrell his freshman year. Ah. Went to Denton for a couple years, and now he's at Brewer. And I heard a rumor from Kenny Cox. Um, he comes up here for a class at, at admin as well. Um, he said, and, you know, it's high schoolers. It could be a rumor. He's like, he almost came to North Forney instead of Brewer. Um, so that would have been interesting if he came here. But it's all right. We'll play against him. Well. And it could be a rumor. Who knows? It's kids. Uh, yeah. You didn't hear know. anything about uh, that? You didn't hear anything no, about the All-American coming I didn't. Uh, we play strictly by UIL residency rules. Oh, yeah. And we are in pre- compliance pre- at all times. Absolutely. Yes. So he would have had to have bought a, you know, purchased a home and attendance zone, gone through the, the previous athletic thing. participation form process, and um, et cetera, et cetera. So, yeah, I mean, I, you know, they bought a house somewhere. But, mm-hmm. uh, hey, I'm glad we're getting to, pr- to yeah. compete against him. Yeah. Well, Make us better. Absolutely. And we're going to hop over to Coach O for our trivia of so, last week and this well, week. Well, and, and I, again, I feel slighted because he comes and he has lounge music for his um, game previews, and then I have no music. Here, I don't I have a Just new, do like me and make your own. That's what I did. There you I go. don't have a new microphone. Y'all we're have working new on microphones. The microphone. Okay. We're working on the microphone. Give me something. Wait. Okay. Listen. It's very dramatic. Here, let me skip ahead. Hold on. I literally just play this. I've never heard this before. There you go. Go for it. All right. Well, uh, what a question. (laughs) (laughs) She sailed right into it. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, What a question trivia winner last week would be uh, Mike Levigny, who is the announcer for us at a lot of our games. Uh, The question was, how, what was the age of Kate when she became the youngest coach in NCAA history and the age was 23. Mm-hmm. I'm going to tell you, as far as I can tell, she still is. I, I could find one NCAA coach that was 20, this 25, a tennis coach, Division three, and the youngest Division one coach I could find was 27, a basketball coach that was a head, head Division one coach. She may still hold that. Well. Pretty impressive. There you go. And so our question for this week is going to be um, – or changes so, from up. Hold on. So, Coach Weaver said there's there's three type of people, three types of people, three types of workers. You've got okay. your well poisoners, your well wishers, and what's the third? There we go. That's it. We're playing Jimmy Schmitz. There you go. <laughs> uh, just so you know, this song is called "A New Orleans Crawfish Boil." Well, and it fits. 
but it's good for our Whataburger trivia this question. This has been I guess. a very. Uh, yeah. We had our traditional uh, hardworking Forney ISD staff. Mm-hmm. Otherwise, this was this was kind of a branch out episode. Yeah. <laughs> Experimental yeah. episode. It's maybe. fun. We're getting some new equipment. We okay. got some new things we can do. Yeah. So. Well, Addison, let fun. them know where they can send that question. Oh to yes, that and answer. that is one two six podcast at forneyisd.net. That is. The word, one, the number two, and the word six. Hey, did Mike get his uh, prize package? Not yet. I'll give it to him tonight because he'll be working that Forney High volleyball game. Sure enough, sure. yeah. Mike is, uh, you say, some of the hardest workers. Mike's a hard worker for Forney SD, and he's not even, like, technically an employee of the district. Well, he I think is. he gets he yeah, gets he, compensated for his work. I'm for not varsity saying. games, yeah. yeah. He volunteers a lot He does. Time. He's up yes, there all the time. He's, he is quite committed. Yeah. Uh, to he the kids is. and programs. Does oh. a great job, too. He does. He'll he be really pretty does. excited to get his swag bag tonight. There you go. And, hey, I don't like- know if we talked about this, but we're on Instagram now. So all of you Instagram people out there, go and follow us, Forney ISD Athletics. There we go. And that is all the time that we have for Episode 5 of the 126 this season. Thank you, Rick. Thank you, Coach. Thank you. Appreciate it. And we will talk to you next week. <laughs>